<laughs> yeah. So, um, to get some real, yeah, real, I loved the scenes with Ray and Luke talking about the Force and the Jedi and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Um, so much so that like I wish they what when they left the screen I wish they were back on screen when right. we went when we went back to follow other characters I'm like oh, can we show Ray again I know show me Ray and Luke I want more of that I agree I wanted to see more of that as well um, so then we get to Canto Bite mm-hmm. which is where uh, Rose and Finn need to go to find this Master Codebreaker right um, which is basically the Vegas of the stars yes yes um, so and this part uh, I actually. This is probably my least favorite part of the film. Okay, um, I couldn't help but feel like it was tonally out of place mm-hmm. for Star Wars. Uh huh. Like a, Star Wars to me has always been this kind of grimy, dirty, yeah, outer rim. Yeah, you know everything's used, used. And, yes, and exactly. kind of mechanical. But then we go to this very sleek yep. casino yep. Um, type of place, and. I guess it's probably a choice that it felt out of place, uh-huh. but I just couldn't shake that. Like this doesn't feel right. I don't know. Like we just went from a rocky island and we to yeah. you know the the spaceship where the rebels are, and now we're on this glitzy, glamorous yep you know uh, casino, and we've kind of seen casinos before. Yeah, I mean, or at least places where gambling probably is happening. We've had the yep. cantina and that was all dirty and grimy and, yep. you know, people playing Sabak and all of that. Yep. Uh, but that's kind of a CD that still feels like sorry Cause it's a CD kind of underground. Exactly. Um, but yeah, this, the Canto bite, like, like thematically, I, I understand why it had to sure. be like the lessons that the characters learn while they're there. Right. And the, the, the kind of themes explored there are good themes yeah. where, you know, you have these rich people that are, Making they're they're selling weapons to both sides. Right. The one the ship the guy whose ship they steal makes both Tie Fighters and X Wings. Yes. Which I thought was a great kind that of was a great tidbit. commentary. It's yeah. like good guy and DJ I believe is the character's name played by Benicio del Toro. Yes. Who is the uh, guy they end up finding? Yeah. They didn't get the original Cobreaker, but they found this guy they in prison. They found this guy. Um, he says, "Good guys, bad guys, made up words." Yeah. You know, you you blow them up today, they blow you up tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and he shows like, ooh, he, this guy's Tie yeah. Fighters selling weapons, and then ooh, look at that, yeah. X Wings as well. Yeah. So you're 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 the good guys, or you're buying from this guy. Yeah. Like, where would you be without the X Wings that this exactly. guy sold you? Which is very <clears throat> true of the real world, actually. So, yeah. Yeah. Nice commentary on that. Yeah. Um, um, so I I did like that. I like yeah. that's a very good lesson. Um, that part was a little. On the nose, I Rose says something about, you know, I wish I could put my fist to this whole town, and yeah, you know, Finn says, oh, it was, it was worth it to tear up that awful town, make him hurt a little bit, right? It's like it seems very yeah Saturday little, morning cartoon type yep. of yeah that's thing. true. Uh, Go Speed so, Racer, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, considering how great everything else was kind of integrated, how it was mm-hmm. not subtle but didn't feel on the nose, that yeah. felt a little bit like. The, right. Well, yeah. Here's the lesson. Here's the lesson, kids. Yes. Yeah, so kind of was, thing. Yeah, and also park in the right place. I mean, that was they got kicked out of there. They were found out because they parked badly, and someone complained. But I was wondering the whole time why they weren't spotted as being different, just because, like you said, they were the only ones that were kind of grimy. Like yeah. you said, this place was so incredibly unused and and sleek. Yeah. And then here come these, you know, a couple of basically ruffians, as far as the point of view of the gamblers would have been you know anyway so that's a, that's a point that's worth a little contention I think. yeah um yeah and then also the it was the whole the the scene the scene the sequence where they're riding these kind of horse things yeah the beasties um, yeah i don't know what they were called i actually enjoyed the beasties themselves though but go ahead yeah i yeah i was gonna say it it seemed like just kind of a cgi spectacle yeah to it, me. Was. it seemed like oh we need a kind of an action scene here yeah. we'll throw something in and right I don't know. It just kind of, yeah, seemed like a, a spectacle for spectacle's sake, and we need a right fun action scene. Yeah, the whole sequence actually, the whole sequence on that planet. Um, yeah, it does. You know, looking at it now and considering what you're saying, I'm like, yeah, that it does look like it was kind of written later and stuck in there. I wonder. I mean, I don't know the order of events, but yeah. it's the only piece in the film that 
doesn't quite fit with the rest of it. Yeah. So that yeah, that's what I said before. If yeah. if Maz Kanata was the one that we're going after, yeah, that might have been different. Then you might not have had the 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 you know the the lesson with the thief, sure, and the ship, and the, you know finding out that they are selling weapons to both sides. But you could yeah. probably find a way to fit that in, sure even you if could. you have Maz Kanata be yeah. the person. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I'm sure you could. Um. And and that's a minor gripe. Like yeah, the scene like it still works. Like the the film moves along. It doesn't yeah. like halt the entire film to to do this. No, um, and we we learn more about Rose's character, and then we have this little moment of inspiration at the end of the film. Which yeah, we'll get to later, right. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah, my my eyes did glaze over a little bit during okay. that sequence because I was like, okay, here's they're just writing CGI nothing. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, so. Um, where was I? So then they do that. They they head on back to the fleet. We go back to Ray, right? Who finally uh, succumbs to her temptation to visit the dark side cave. Um, and again, I mentioned before, super yeah. interesting visuals. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the mirror and um, something I want to touch on. She says. You know, show me my parents. That's yeah. what she wants. And then she what? Begs, yeah. And then yeah. and then what does she see? Herself. Exactly. Yeah. She raised herself. Yep. And she also doesn't need anyone to tell her. That's right. She's special. So are we sure that's really the dark side? Then was that really a lesson from the dark side? I know it was supposed to be overall, but if you think about it, that's really not such a horrible thing to learn about yourself. Although it might not be fun. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, from that point forward, if you do, let's think about this in the grand spirituality of the force, right? If you, if you figure out who you are, right, then you can finally move forward and self-actualization is her character arc, but now she's free to do it. It could be, it could also be that it shows you your greatest fear. Uh, I just thought of that just now. Oh, that's right. And that is what it says in the empire strikes back. Yeah. If if, so Luke's fear is turning into Vader and there's dark darkness in him and Ray's greatest fear is that she comes from, yeah, Yeah. she has no parents and it just shows her herself. Yeah. Um, which of course is actually true (laughs) or or that she's alone. Yeah. She's alone. Yeah. It's just her. Yes. Um, so I think, yeah, the cave sequence very realistic or realistic, creative, Mm -hmm. Uh, definitely not realistic, (laughs) uh, very creative. Um, you know, show me my parents and then, uh, she, decides to go back to the fleet without mm-hmm. Luke's blessing right. and decides to do it by herself. Yep. She also learns the truth of what happened with yes. um, Luke and Ben Solo. Right. And we get the kind of the Rashomon, three different accounts of the same event, and the right. final one is the actual truth. Yeah. Um, and then we finally get the real reason why right. Luke is there. He yeah. made a mistake. It yep. is a, a fleeting second. Yeah, but he has to live with those yep. consequences. He he bought into his own legend. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, That's a story I'd like to see played out on film. Probably not possible as everybody continues to age in the real world. But yeah. At any rate, go ahead. Yeah. So Luke. Yeah. Bought into his own legend. I'm yeah. I'm Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. I right. can I can train. Right. Um. And then he saw. Saw the future. He saw the darkness in. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing in Star Wars is people seeing a glimpse of the future and then that haunting them and then yeah. causing their actions and then it actually brings about yeah the thing that they feared. Yeah, they freak out. So yeah. he sees he sees uh, Ben slash Kylo Ren yep. destroying everything and he thought he thinks he can stop it. Yeah, realizes he made a mistake, but it's too late. Yeah, and then that actually happens. He yes. kills all of his students and destroys the temple and yeah, um, and yeah, and then like. How I mean, I think exile is a is a realistic reaction yeah. for both people in the Star Wars universe. Like, yep. a, a old hermit Jedi living in isolation. Sure, we've seen that before. Yeah. yeah, and also like if you are that if you messed up that monumentally yeah. and let people down, <laughs> yep. and made such a mistake that you thought you couldn't make mm-hmm. because you bought into your own hype. Yeah, like, yeah, I can see why he would sure. do that. So, right. so you feel yeah. so ashamed 
Yeah. Not only like both the shame of what he did, but also to make sure it wouldn't happen right. again. Right. So here we have now in the same film, two heroes who've basically caused the fall of the major positive forces in the, in the film. Right. So you have Poe who causes the destruction of the, of the rebel fleet. And then you have Luke who basically in an indirect way causes the destruction of the future Jedi's. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And then, um, Ray, so Ray leaves, um, to which again kind of mirrors from Return of the Jedi, where she thinks she can turn, yep, turn Kylo, yep, um, against same mistake Luke made, yeah, same mistake, yep, um, which leads to the throne room. Uh, but then Luke says he's gonna he's gonna burn the tree, which contains the uh, the Jedi texts, the right. sacred Jedi text, and then we get. Puppet Yoda. Puppet we Yoda. get Puppet Yoda yes. again, finally, yes. which is such a and he like I remember the first time I saw it and he showed up like the camera pans and and just there he is. There he's he Yoda is. as a ghost. I was like, oh my gosh, it's Yoda. Yes, I know. Me and too. he's a like, puppet God, again. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a CGI Yoda. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and and he gives another just brilliant, yeah, brilliant line. As, well, uh, several brilliant lines, yeah. but you know he basically he says you know. Young Skywalker, mm-hmm. heed my words you did not. Pass on what you have yeah. learned. Mastery, yes, but failure also. The yes. greatest teacher yes. failure is. Yes. And like another just like straight up stating the theme of the movie yep. or one of the Boom. themes. Right. So he basically tells Luke, hey, get get your head out of your ass here. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, you messed up, but you, oh, you don't get to hide yourself away yeah. While there's work that needs to be done. Right. Like, and, and even, yeah, even in that, we get this little moment of humor because Luke's all, and Luke is, is throwing a tantrum again, just yeah. like he did on Dagobah. He's like, oh, I'm going to go destroy the tree. And then he yeah. goes up to it. He's like, oh, I can't. Oh, no. Yeah. And so Yoda he may as well have rolled his eyes. He just sort of draws a lightning bolt out of the sky yeah. and destroys it. That all, was very funny. Yeah. But, he says, yeah. always looking to the horizon, never yes. here now. Yes, which is a Great. theme from, just, the, from the first film, which is episode four. Always looking towards the horizon. You yes. Are. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Great. And then talking about the text, talking about the book, he mm. goes, you know, oh, read them, have you? Yeah. Page turners, they were not. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Right. Everything that Yoda says in this movie is just perfect. It's perfect great. Yoda. Yes. Uh, exactly what he would say in that moment, yeah. I think. Um, and, you know, they contain nothing that Ray right. does not already possess. Right. Um, but great course, yeah. stuff there. But Yoda knows that Ray has actually stolen the texts at this point. Yeah. So we, yeah, we and yeah. Yoda being cheeky again, yes. as he always is. <laughs> yes. Um, and then he and then the, he ends the scene with saying, "You know, we are what they grow beyond. That is the burden yes. of all masters." That was a which great moment. Is yeah, a great line. Great for Luke to hear. And again, coming back to yeah. metatextual for the audience. Yep. The, the like these new characters are gonna grow beyond yes. the old guard. Yep. Yeah. Luke, you know, Luke did his thing, and Luke was great. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to think that there's gonna be a new generation that's gonna grow beyond right. that. Right. But that is the burden. It uh, is. It's it's gonna happen. Like we yeah. are what they grow beyond. That's that's the burden. Right. Well, and and think about it. If if Luke really did somehow succeed at turning everything, you know, to the good side of the force and the you know, all the bad guys are gone and blah, 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 then we don't have any more movies. And we don't want that. We want lots of great Star Wars movies. We want all of these stories. So Luke kind of had to fail on some level in order for us to move forward. Yeah. Yeah, just as Luke grew beyond his masters, yeah. because y- y- sort ben, of. <laughs> yeah, ben, yeah, I remember. So Ben is not confident that. Yeah. Vader can be turned to the good side. He says right. he's more machine now than man. Right. But Luke believes he can That's turn true. him back, and he does. And he does. So in that way, he yeah. did what Ben and Yoda never could. Right. Um, and then, and then we get the new generation that is, of course, growing beyond even that. Yeah. So. Yeah, really, just great stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. movie's great, you guys. It's, it's like, actually really it, deep. Brilliant, brilliant yeah. film here. Yeah. Um. Just unfortunately, a lot of hate. I think I yeah. wonder if this hate, though, that came up in in twenty seventeen, this uh, particularly the racism and and the sexism and all of that stuff. I mean, we've now, now here in twenty twenty three, 
we have seen that grow much faster, much further, and much more aggressively just just through the past several years. And uh, I wonder if, you know, I, when I speak to my father about that sort of thing, who, you know, if I'm a dinosaur, then my dad is like Stonehenge. But my dad is also really, really well-educated and very well-read in this sort of thing and has said that he's been watching that come up for the last 40 years. So I wonder, because we see the same hate when we look at the new Lord of the Rings series, which isn't a film, but it's also very, there's a lot of it is based in this, in hate, basically just yeah. hate, for the sake of hate. And I wonder if it's not uh, connected to what's going on socially for us now. Yeah, I would say it, it probably is. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> at least a little bit of connection yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so uh, we get uh, Ray goes back to Kylo Ren, turns herself in, mm-hmm. um, and then we get the throne room right. scene where another great kind of reversal mm-hmm. um, where Kylo Ren realizes he's been manipulated by Snoke. Um, and yeah. then great where he's like, I can see you turn the lightsaber to strike your true enemy. Yeah. Which is technically true, but he, right. again, in his arrogance, yeah. in his total belief that he is totally yeah. psychologically broken. Right. Kylo Ren, Kylo that, Ren, yeah. that he is going to kill Ray, but kills him. And again, that's a great kind of subversion and reversal of right. the original throne room scene. We yeah. think that we're going to get this climax thing, but nope. Oh, Snoke's dead. He's right. gone, yep. uh, and now it's now it's all about Kylo and and Ray. Yeah, um, they have a great, really really well choreographed fight scene yep. against the Praetorian guards. Yep, um, really creative, kind of blocking there. I thought. Yeah, really creative. Like their weapons are really cool. Like their swords, but then they kind of break into whips. Into the whip and, thing. And, yeah. And, yep. Um, we get a, a nice little a moment that I noticed where Ray switches to a reverse grip on her lightsaber, yes. yep. which is a callback to, uh, there's a scene earlier on the island with Luke where she's kind of oh, training yeah. with the lightsaber and then she's kind of swinging it normally and then she switches to a reverse grip right? Um, and, and slices the rock. Yes. So then in this fight, she switches to a reverse grip and is able to like kill the guy she's fighting. So right. well, it's a nice little callback there, a little setup and payoff there. Yep, yep. Um, so then we get the the absolute climax mm-hmm. I think of the film the emotional climax where Ray and Kylo have defeated the Praetorian guard mm-hmm. and now they have to decide what to do next right and then we get the reveal that Ray Ray's parents are nobody yep and Kylo said well you're nobody but not to me right and um, something that I kind of noticed I think so Ray and Kylo represent two views on star mm. wars uh-huh. because kylo ren says uh let the past die kill it if you have to right and ray is saying we need luke skywalker back we need you to come back right so kylo's view you know again audience surrogate you mm. have the total on one end kill the past yeah everything old star wars yeah it's, it's old you know it's out of date yeah kill it right and then you have the total opposite end of the end of the spectrum which is original trilogy is yep. enshrined like infallible anything other than that right is, is less less than right um and then what do they do they fight over the lightsaber the lightsaber which, which is, is a a representation the the, yeah. the kind of representation of the star wars franchise right. um which then calls back to luke's kind of discarding of it he's kind of yeah. done with the whole yeah not to say he's done with Star Wars as a franchise, but I think in that when he kind of discards that, he um, is making a commentary on placing yep. stock on objects. Right. Like we, we the audience, and Ray have like placed this stock on this object, this lightsaber, right. Right. and given it meaning. Yes. But Luke views it as nothing more than right. a tool. And he doesn't use a lightsaber. We don't see his no, green lightsaber. Yeah. We see it in the flashbacks, but right. he doesn't. Uh, so his X-Wing is in the bottom of the lake. Yep. Um, so I thought that was a really great way to kind of show that, hey, like y- you've placed stock in this right. this object right. and given it weight and meaning. Yeah. 
but you really shouldn't. It's the characters that, that yeah. matter, not this it's lightsaber. Not in, yeah. yeah, it's not in the things; it's in you. Yeah. yeah. So, but then, so back to the the throne of the they they're both trying to force pull it at the same time, yeah. which is really great, yep. which causes it to break in half. Which is something. Yeah, yeah. that's that's some symbolism. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it breaks in half. I mean, we didn't even know a lightsaber could break in half. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Great, and the the amount of for, force, right, uh, right, <laughs> that required to like rip it. Yes. Apart. Yes. You know, it's one thing to like cut it and break it, right. but to just like pull on right. it from both ends and break it. Incredible amount of well and, force. Ha ha ha. Yes. Well, and quite balanced too. Right? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Um. So um, they the lightsaber kind of explodes. Ray uh, escapes. Um, she rejects Kyle's offer because his offer is to just leave it all behind, just you and me. Yeah, like the Sith, the Empire, the Rebellion, leave right. it all behind. But of course, she can't leave her friends because right. she's a good character. She's yep. a good friend. She's a good person. Yeah, she's like, I can't, I can't do this because she. I think she realizes that he it, it, he's still fueled by rage. Yeah, he's still fueled by g- grief, and and he's still kind of broken. So well, yes, yeah, and, he's and, not. Yeah. He he, you know, killed Snoke. But it, it was for selfish reasons. He killed right. Stoke because he was manipulating him, not yeah. because he realized that hey, we're the bad guys. Right. No. Um, yes. So, and he does still have an appetite for power and control. Yes. So. But yeah. But I will say. Yeah. This was probably the first time, mm-hmm. in a movie where, the villain offers his hand to the protagonist and says, "Join me." Yeah. And I actually thought there was a chance exactly. that they would take it. Yes. In, that's that's a very good point. Right. Because you do see that, but you don't believe it ever right yeah Yeah. are were we at all thinking that when vader said join me luke that he was actually gonna do it no but in this one i actually thought there is a real chance because they they took the time to really deepen their relationship yeah and they just fought for their lives with each other yeah they fought they like fought against the this thing to with with each other had each other's back yeah. So that, and when he says, you know, you're nothing but not to me, and then yeah. offers his hand. Yeah. That's pr- like that'd be hard to resist. Like absolutely, after you've just been through this trauma with this person. Yeah. I thought there was a real chance that she might take it. Yeah, and I, I think that part of why we believed that was because she believed that he might actually join her, right? Because right. her response basically is, "Don't do this, please, don't do this." Yeah. Which you only say to someone if you thought that they wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, great, great stuff there. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna pause though on this scene though and talk about the set a little bit because sure. we had we have this throne, this amazing throne. We have this ceiling that goes up into you know the universe. We never see the ceiling, and we have this this red, basically a scrim, a backdrop. This red, right, right that eventually burns. So I I have to say it did take me out of the movie a little bit when we first see this throne room that has no ceiling. And it was so red. It was just and maybe it's maybe it's my my jaded film person eye. But I was like, that's a scrim. Why are we looking at a scrim? Normally, we would have seen a lot of you know machinery or something, or maybe stars or something like that. So, mm-hmm. and then when it burned, there was no attempt at all to hide the fact that it was a scrim, and so or a, 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 a curtain barrier, basically mm-hmm. a fabric barrier. And I was surprised by that choice. I liked okay. the visual of it. But it also was clearly a visual, and it took me out of believing what was going on in the film for just a minute. Okay. What did you it, think? Did you notice that at all? I mean, obviously, I noticed that it, the red curtain was burning. Right. Well, and yeah. again, I th- <laughs> I just thought it was symbolism. Like, okay, they're they're literally burning down the the right. thing. Right. And the red obviously represents the dark side and evil, and right. You know, the the star destroyer in the beginning, the star destroyer, yeah, the dreadnought, the bridge was all bathed in this red light. Right. Um, so right. red definitely represents absolutely the, the antagonist. So yeah. for them to burn it, yeah, symbolically pre- that pretty makes pretty sense. you know heavy handed, yeah. but like it works. Yeah. Like yeah. subtlety is for cowards, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Especially in a Star Wars film, right? Um, but yeah, I guess uh, uh, interesting take. Uh, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I, just I didn't. It didn't. Yeah. Bother me that much. Yeah. Um, actually, I was thinking about like how because it seemed to be real fire. Yeah, it didn't, it, did. it didn't look CGI. So for them to be doing that choreography in a burning in a burning room, room yeah. really um, a, a testament to the the work the actors well, sure. put in and, and techniques uh, involved. Te- the technical techniques. Yeah, someone yeah. Uh, I actually 
um, so on YouTube, I've watched um, a channel called uh, Jill Barrup, who okay. um, she analyzes like fight scenes in movies. Okay. Because she has like certifications for like stage combat and stuff. So nice. she analyzes things from that perspective. Yeah. yeah. And she did a really great analysis of, of that fight scene. Oh, yeah. And how you can, a rule of thumb mm-hmm. in the, in the, the film is if you can see an actor's face, yeah. they're doing it. If you can't see their face, it's right. a stunt double. It's a stunt double, yeah. And you can see Daisy Ridley and Adam yeah. Driver's face for the majority of that fight. Yeah. Great wide, wide angle shots. Yeah. You can see everything that's happening. Yeah. So that's them. Like they put yeah. in a lot. That had to have been so much practice, right. so much work to do all that choreography and do it in a burning room. Yes. So you you know that they couldn't have done that many takes because they have yeah. to reset that all whole curtain and burn it again. Yeah. So yeah, truly. Yeah. An incredible amount of work. Yeah, and that you know, yes, that no film. one ever talks about. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when they that, talk about yeah, have, yeah, and you could tell also that the uh, the soldiers whose faces we never see, but you could tell that they were also very professional at their stage combat. I mean, it was that was yeah. a really wonderfully choreographed yeah. scene. You're right. Yeah. And you know that those are stunt guys because you can't oh, see yeah. their face. No, that's right. And, that's and, right. and you want to hire professional stunt guys Absolutely. so your actors don't get hurt. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, the, and think about it. The actors, I mean, they are running around without helmets, which is never a good idea if you're doing that kind of work. But it's also necessary for this particular kind of work because it's cinematic. It's the you're film. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, great, great, yeah. great stuff there. And that yeah. final, that final climax, they clearly put a lot of work into yes. that climax and I think it pays off yeah. really well. Um, and then we get our double climax Then we go, we go to the salt planet. Oh yeah. Well, well there's be- a little bit in between. Go before ahead. that happens, yeah. we get, um, the hyperspace kamikaze I have written down. Okay. Uh, where Admiral Holdo, of course, has to stay behind and pilot oh, the that's ship. That's right. That's right. Someone's got to stay behind. Yes. Laura Dern. Yes. Um, but she... Uh, points points their ship <laughs> at the Star Destroyers and punches yes. the hyperspace, yes, destroying most of them, which yeah. looked awesome. Like I put, I just put down that looks awesome. It did look like awesome. The visuals, fantastic. Yeah, it was a fantastic explosion. The yeah. sound, the way they handled the sound, where first there's nothing. Yeah, and you know that was something. Also, let's just give a little bit of respect for the goodbye between Carrie Fisher and Laura Dern. Yeah, which, yeah. You know, we didn't know Carrie Fisher. I'm sure that Laurie Dern, Laura Dern did not know that Carrie Fisher was about to pass. Right. But what a wonderful goodbye scene. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so then we get this incredible, yes, yes we, hyperspace. Hyperspace kamikaze, kamikaze. Awesome. And I, and I just know some people are going to say, well, why don't they just do that all the time? It's clearly very effective. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. You know, Hit for, us. For Hit the, us with the science. For the same, for the same <laughs> yeah. reason that we don't ram every, every ship in real naval combat because yes. – then you lose your own you ship. You lose your own <laughs> ship, yes. And then, luck, you know, the, she only did it because no one else was on the ship. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they are all evacuated. Yes, and she she had already accepted the very real and high probability of her own death right. when she made the decision to stay with the ship. She just didn't think it was going to be at her own hand. She thought right. she was just going to be shot out of the sky yeah. or into space. And, you know, yeah. so, you know, self-sacrifice in movies is always yeah. just fun. Yeah. Uh, not fun, but like, well, yeah, it's it's very it's In a very mythology. great way to to get yes. an emotional response in the audience. Yeah, and what a way to do it! Oh, I know. Go like hyperspace kamikaze, just yeah, pointing, and then the look on the Imperials' faces when they realize what's about what's to happen. What's about to happen? Yeah, and like yeah, ramming a ship at faster than light speed, yes. and it, like awesome, and yeah, it just looked awesome. Yeah, um, <laughs> the Imperials they they just don't ask enough questions, do they? They just make an awful lot of assumptions, and we all know what happens yeah. when you and I assume. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, we get that, and then there, um, which also then uh, triggers Rose and uh, Finn's escape, which we we also glossed over that where. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they snuck aboard the ship, and then they got found out. Yeah, uh, their their thief friend oh, sold yeah, them out. Yeah. Um, now here was a question I had, and maybe you have an answer for it. But yeah. if it took this one code breaker, and they had to settle for like the used up secondhand car salesman code breaker, and then they just sort of slipped into the ship, and there really wasn't that much of a problem with it. And then on top of it, we didn't really get to see a whole lot going on with his break in into the actual security room where they needed to be. So if it was really possible for him to do it, then why couldn't anybody do it? What did you think about that? Um, I mean that. Uh-oh. True, I guess. Like, <laughs> I guess I didn't think about that, but 
I didn't mean I get, to put you on the spot. Well, yeah. Just, well, what yeah. you're saying, what you're yeah. saying is true, uh-huh. but also like it didn't take me out of the movie. Like, yeah, it's like a any you know any way you want. Like, yeah, okay. We could have this DJ guy sure. do it, or we can have it like. The important yeah. part is they got in. Yeah, uh, like, well, that's true. I th- for sure. You know, if they don't get in, the, the story stops. So yeah. yeah, and I guess the, the the real point is of that having that character is that he's highlighting yeah. the hypocrisy of sure claiming to be the good guys and but yeah. you're you're buying weapons from the same guys that right. sell to the, your enemies and you know they blow you up today, you blow them up tomorrow. Right. Live free, don't join. Yeah, that, that was a nice that's, line too. I think that's the point of his yeah. character. Oh, well, maybe we'll get to see what, you him know, developed what, later into something. I mean, you know, one way to handle that, in, you know, moving forward, is to develop that character into like this super crackpot code breaker. Yeah, you know, but you know, anyway, yeah, I did, like right. they could have. I mean, that could have just been the guy they were going after in, in the, the whole first time. Place. Yeah, that was another option like, that occurred. Yeah. yeah, to have it be, you need this this high roller guy. Yeah, but then you find this guy instead. A little yeah. bit convoluted. But yeah. Just have him. Yeah. Just have that be the guy they're sure. after, and he, yeah. he's not what they expect. All right. And he's whatever. You know. Even so, even though I bring up these caveats, none of them are worth hating. A film. Oh they're yeah, for sure. Moments. These are like yeah. minor, very, very minor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then we get um, Finn fights Captain Phasma. Yep. Um, in their escape, and that brings me to another thing that I that I didn't quite love mm-hmm. is so the victory over phasma mm-hmm. uh, loses a lot of its weight because mm-hmm. she's not in the movie really at all yeah and wasn't much in the first one either yeah we get a few lines around oh it's captain phasma oh my gosh yeah but we never really see her do anything menacing right or truly terif- terrifying no um, we don't she's just you know i mean she's cool looking and yeah she's voiced by gwendolyn christie which exactly. is great she's great yep but we didn't yeah, see her but, die either, though. I mean, maybe she's maybe there's a Tie Fighter out there somewhere. Remember, maybe. Darth Vader lives. Captain Phasma yeah. lives. But, uh, but <laughs> we'll yeah, see. Where, where Finn smashes her and yeah. he's like, "You were always scum," and he goes, "Rebel scum." Yeah, and he's the, the heroic, the low a- camera angle, yeah, making him look really tall and yeah. and, and it, heroic. It like visually, it seemed more impactful than it was. Yeah, well, contextually, right? Because like she's not, yeah. she's barely in the movie, so this big victory over her, and he's like, "I'm rebel scum now." Right? Like, okay, she wasn't in the. No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I know, and he's like, a good he, guy, he, so he can't just murder her in cold blood, yeah. so she gets sucked into space, and so yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I, I wish that I wish she was in the movie more, so that victory could have had more yeah. weight. Well, we would need more story there too between yeah. the two of them. So yeah, I don't know. This, I mean, this this movie's already two and a half hours long so yeah. um yeah right. unfortunate that uh she couldn't be in the movie more because right, right. and I, I love me some Gwendolyn christie yeah she should be in uh, more she's things. fantastic we yeah. love her yeah so yeah so finally yes we're now down on the okay. crate the salt planet yes um and then we see very specifically yeah ryan johnson shows us that footprint leave marks in the sand yeah in the in the salt yes which is a clue yes. to a reveal later. Yep. Our first hint. Mm-hmm. Um, we get uh, the the Falcon comes in. They're they're fighting it. You know, it's they're mm-hmm. in the base and the, there's rusted everything and they're, yep. they're outnumbered again, helplessly yep. outmatched yep. The, the whole time. And oh, I know. There's a, there's everything's a closing. Yeah. There's less of them now. It's closing in. Yeah. They have no munitions or anything. Right. There were only um, 13 speeders, I think, that were rushing. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. So we get, a, again, another great homage to Empire. Yes. With the, the, the walkers versus the speeders. Oh, yeah. Um, and then we get uh, something I noticed. When the Falcon comes in to, to save them. Yep. Uh, and then it's fighting the TIE Fighters. We get these same music of Falcon versus TIE Fighters. Oh, from, nice, nice. I from the that. first one, the... That one, so yeah. exact same musical cue there. Great catch. Um, uh, so then they have this giant. Uh, the, the first order has this giant cannon. Yep. That's gonna bust down their yep. their wall, and they need to. <laughs> they need to, a big cannon. Yeah, they need to. Yeah. They need to fly straight into it. Yep. Uh, to do it, so Finn is gonna sacrifice himself. Rose stops him at the last minute. Right. Um, and then we get. Uh, another, I think, point of contention. Um, so Ro- Rose and Finn kiss. 
She says, we, it's yeah. not, we're going to stop them, not by fighting what we hate, but by saving what we love. Very important line, yeah. Um, another great summation of one of the themes of the film. Right. A um, little bit on the nose, I bit. think. Again, it's just straight up stating yep. the theme. Um, and then I, I wasn't crazy about them kissing. Okay. I mean, it's fine. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't hate it and I'm not angry about it. Yeah. But I, I'd never read their relationship as romantic up until that point. At least that's Same. not, that's not what I was getting. Same. They're, uh, yeah. I mean, obviously they're growing as friends. They're growing closer and yeah. understanding each other better. Yeah. But I never read any kind of romantic tension between yeah. them. I, I had the same moment. I was kind of surprised, and then I thought, well, maybe it's not actually supposed to be a lovey-lovey kiss. Maybe it's – but, you know, it just is a little bit weird, and I yeah. don't know. But, you know, when you go back and look at uh, episode four, you have this kiss between Luke and Leia before they do their famous swinging across the open bridge. Yeah. Right, and the, when they pull the Tarzan. And then in the next film, in Empire Strikes Back, all of a sudden you have this romance between Leia and Han, which – I remember, you know, I think I was 13 or something when I saw that, and I was very upset because, you know, at 13, you can't do that. You can't mess around with <laughs> people's love relationships. Right. But, of course, Luke and Leia turn out to be siblings, so you definitely don't want to have a romantic relationship there unless you're doing a whole other kind of movie. So in, in this case, I'm wondering if that, excuse me, if that doesn't actually reflect back, if that's not mirroring something to come. But uh, something different to come mm. than what we think, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. Have, you, are, have uh, you seen? I have not. I don't think I've seen the next one. Oh, okay. It's possible. So maybe I just said a stupid. And just <laughs> That's yeah, all right. That's so, possible. Yeah. So um, I'm surprised. Though Rose, that, yeah. Rose is barely in the okay. next one. Okay. Um, you know. What's the next one called? It's called uh, The Rise of Skywalker is the one after Last Jedi. Jeez, I think I've seen it, but it would have been a while ago. So. Yeah. Uh, well, right. I'll go watch it again. As I said, so Kelly Marie Tran was bullied and the That's had terrible. racist things lobbed her way. That's, I and thought then, her performance was great. Yeah. So, But then she and she had to go to therapy, and lo and Jeez. behold, her character is barely in the next film. That's terrible. I wonder why that is. Yeah. Maybe because she didn't want to do this. I know, this. which is like, a shame because that's a career. You yeah, know, getting into a, a film franchise like that—that's yeah. a career. And, and then, just, and then you have this relationship between these characters that yeah. has to just get dropped. Yeah, that you have a potential thing to kind of bring closure to, and then, yeah. well, if the actor doesn't want to do it because they're afraid of all the racist stuff that is going to get hurled at them, that's, then you, then you just have to drop that, which really, yeah. really sucks. Um, yeah, when the I think a, a better response would be to confront it and handle it but how do you do that when you're talking about the mass public i mean yeah yeah so yeah again i just want to reiterate that uh yeah, yeah. if you're being uh, racist towards uh yeah you people know what, in a film off. yeah, yeah. You screw you uh any kind of ism just fuck off yeah yeah so um yeah back to the back to the film all right my bad. so luke, okay. luke shows up uh he walks yep. in and he's yep. somehow in the base yep Another clue. Yep. His hair is different. It's short. Yes. It's like darker. It's yeah. not gray. And he looks younger. Yeah, yeah. He looks younger in general. Yeah. yeah. Another clue. Yep. Um, he gives he, the, the dice, right? He gives yeah. the dice to Leia. Yep. Which is interesting because talking about your, you know, the connection between the force earlier with Kylo Ren and, uh, oh God, Daisy. Ray. Uh, Ray. Thank you. Oh my God. Okay. So anyway, um, that touch when the relationship grows and becomes closer and closer and more intense, that you do have this kinetic con uh, uh, connection across the force. And so these, the dice become uh, something that symbolizes that as well. Because he gives them to Leia, and then I'll let you continue because otherwise I'll steal the thunder. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he, he gives the dice to Leia, he walks down, and then something that I thought was cool, it... Earlier with Ray, he says, what do you expect me to do? Walk out with a laser sword and face down the entire yes, First Order? Yes, And then that's exactly, <laughs> then that's exactly what he does. What he does, He yep. fulfills his own words. Yep. Really great touch there, but not in a way that people expect. That's which right. Which we're about to get to. Yep. Um, so he has, he pull, he faces down Kylo Ren. We get the great scene where he's like, I want every gun we have to fire on that man. And yeah. Blow him up, and he's still standing there. Um. He has his old lightsaber. He pulls out 
the blue lightsaber. Yep. Which we know was just destroyed. Yep. Clue number four. Right. Uh, and then we get a, he kind of goads Kylo Ren into fighting him, mm-hmm. and we find out that it's an illusion. He's yeah. projecting himself across yep. the universe. Great new force power. Like yes. Force astral projection. Right. And great way. So great subversion. He does face down the first order with a, with a lightsaber. Yeah. But not, you know, he doesn't literally, he's just buying time for them to escape. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I have Derek Kylo Ren still manipulated by rage. Yep. Um, oh he yeah. He still hasn't, uh, figured out how to think, think right. critically about it. He just sees Luke Skywalker and he flies into a, yes. a rage and then Luke knows that right. that will happen. So he uses that. Yeah. Um, another little bit of humor when the, so, uh, when he does that. And then, uh, uh, then the the commanding officer is like, yeah, do you think you got him? Yeah. Or, he's, or he's just repeating the lines and, you know, Kylo Ren takes a moment to kind of look at him and is like, <laughs> I just said that. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of fun. But also the visual of having this like red smear right. that's underneath that with the salt everywhere. I mean, it's just such, it's yeah. like literally you're looking at an open wound. Yeah. And it's like Lots okay. of red in this movie, I'm noticing. Yeah, yeah. Lots of red. But yeah. And again, you know, Luke not leaving footprints Yes, that's right. Uh, cl- clues that's you right, in. and they they even close they give us close ups on uh, Ren's Kylo Ren's footprints as he's like skidding across the yeah the salt yeah so yeah eagle eyed viewers will know that this is a deception yes um, <laughs> but Ky- again Kylo Ren too blinded by his own rage to to yep. notice he doesn't yep. even yeah he doesn't even notice that hey why is Luke holding the lightsaber that I just destroyed exactly. ten minutes ago <laughs> yes why doesn't he have his green one um. Yes, yeah, but Kylo Ren by can rage. only see red. Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah. Uh, and then we get so Luke buys time, and then of course the energy expended. Yes. Is too much. Yes. Which again is set up earlier in the film. Kylo yeah. Ren says, "You're not doing this. the The energy would kill you." Right. To Ray when he first sees her. Yeah. And who do you think taught him that? Yeah. It was Luke. Yes. So Luke one hundred nice yeah. Luke one hundred percent knew yep. that doing this would kill him. Yeah. But he d- did it because he he's sacrificed. He's still a hero. Yep. He gave his life for the rebellion yep. so that the new generation can live. And really great fitting end mm. for Luke Skywalker. I think he yeah. he looks out upon the twin sons yep. one last oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. And that finally yep. At the ebb of life, F- yeah, fades, yeah. fades, and the, his robes fall. Yeah, becomes one with the force. Right, really great. Just, right. just as Ben Obi Wan did, and yep. just as Yoda did. Yeah, really good. Yep, great fitting. Yeah, fitting end for Luke Skywalker. Yeah, completely respectable end. Yeah, very fitting end. Uh, you know, there's glory involved as well. I mean, to be dissatisfied with the loss of Luke in this way is unfortunate because I think it, yeah. it lacks the foresight. I mean. I think yeah, yeah, people wanted Luke to live forever, but yeah. that's just not how things work. Yeah, and you can't. Yeah. This whole thing is about passing on the torch. Right. Yeah, that's um, the point. We, I mean, we already had yeah. Han die in the last one. Yeah, and that was a, I think, a great end to that character yes. as well. I think, yeah, probably a. I think in the Force Awakens that was a better end mm-hmm. than what he would have had in Return of the Jedi, which is. Harrison Ford wanted Han to die in Return of the Jedi, but George Lucas said no. Yeah. Um, so then he's like, that. if I'm going to come back for this one, yeah. Han Solo better die. Um, I think that his death in in The Force Awakens was more poignant and better than it would Much have better. been in... Uh, but anyway, that's yeah, that's, that's a diatribe. A, not, whole not, other, yeah, not about two other this movies. movie. Yeah. yeah, but it did move the story forward, let's put it that way. It yeah. wouldn't have in the, in the Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Um, so, yeah. Fitting, you know, very sad emotional yeah. ending, but great for the, the yeah. farm. We are introduced to him looking out, longing, yep. looking to the horizon. Yep. Twin sons on Tatooine, and yep. we, we, the last we see of him, he's yes. still looking to the horizon, looking on the twins, but this time in yeah. peace. Yes. Lots the first of time it was longing. There. Yeah. First it was it was longing and, and yearning for adventure, and now it's he finally acceptance. Found, yeah. He finally got there. Yeah. yeah. So. Then we're we're at the end of the film here, the resistance escape on the Millennium Falcon. We get one last shot of some little kids that we had met earlier yes. on Canto Bite. 
Yep. Um, the miners' kids. Yeah. They are telling stories of Luke Skywalker and the rebellion mm-hmm. to to his friends. Yep. And then we see him use the force to like pull a broom yeah, to himself. Just all casual like. I'm like, so, okay. <laughs> really I think it really ties up yeah. the the film here because one, it's showing that, hey, the force can be anyone. Mm-hmm. It, it was Ray, mm-hmm. now this little kid. Yep. Um, the force can choose anyone. And it's showing that the Jedi still inspire the new generation. Yes. Luke has been saying the whole film, it's time for the Jedi to end. Right. Kylo Ren says, kill the past. Yep. You know, let it die. Right. Um, so I think yeah, it, the film really grapples with like these complex ideas because yeah. like, do you, do you deify the past or do you like completely right. kill it? And I think it really strikes this really nuanced middle ground where right. you have you realize that those legends are still people yeah. Like you have to realize that they aren't going to live up to right. your expectations if you meet them. Yeah. But also there is still a need for legends to inspire. Absolutely. Um, people still right. are inspired by Luke Skywalker. Right. The kids are telling stories about the Jedi. Right. Um, so you should, you know, you don't need to kill the past, but realize what it's, it is. Yeah. You know, look at it with nuanced Right, it's like you can still be inspired, but also realize that no right. one's perfect. No so, one's perfect, and no really great. Yeah, no living being is permanent. You, have, but the Force, on the other hand, at least so yeah. far as we can understand, is you know mere mortals. The Force is a permanent fixture. And yeah, so, yeah. So that's what lives on is the Force. Forget Darth Vader lives. The Force lives. Yeah, <laughs> Force. Yeah, again, yeah. if the, if it's to say that if the Jedi die, the light dies is vanity. Yeah, yes, that's great. The Force, yes. the Force will live on. Yes, and in the same way, you know, the Star Wars yeah. franchise, the Star Wars will live on even if Luke is gone. Right. Even if Han and now Leia and because yeah. Carrie Fisher is gone. Uh, even if all those people are gone, like Star Wars will live on. People yeah. will still be inspired by yep. the new generation. It's right. up to the new generation to yeah. forge their own stories. And even if they're not related to a Skywalker or whatever, you, right. you don't need – the Force can choose anyone. Right. And anyone – Star yeah. Wars and the Force is for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Great, great wrap-up really ties everything together. Yep, I agree. I love the – got to mention the Crystal Foxes, the Crystal Critters. Oh, yeah. They were just awesome creations. I'd like to see more of those, of course – that wouldn't work, but you know, I liked them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were pretty ingenious. And I do wonder, you know, like how dehydrated would you get if you were on a salt planet for five <laughs> minutes? But you know, that's okay. That's, that's for us nerds outside of the film. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, we, this, a lot, of, I had a lot of thoughts on that film. Yep. Got through all of them. We got Excellent. through all my notes. Good, good. Went through the whole film. Yeah, uh, this brilliant. I think it's brilliant, honestly. Like, yeah, it is way way more brilliant than a Star Wars film. I think it has any right to be, but <laughs> it was Johnson. a fantastic film, and it, it was a transitory film. I mean, it was transitioning from yeah. one era to the next, and those are incredibly difficult films to make. Yeah, um, and I thought I thought that he did a great job with this one. They all did. Yeah, yeah. the amount of work that people put into this, and yeah. you know, I I've, I've seen things where people personally attack Brian Johnson and call him a hack. And yeah. I've heard on online, I've heard people call him ruin Johnson. Jeez. Nice. Uh, okay. And it's like, I th- thank God those people aren't writing the movies. Well, exactly. And like this, and they couldn't either, you know, we know they couldn't. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, but yeah, I think he really understands, really gets to the core of what Star Wars is and how it relates to mm-hmm. the fans and the general public. And, yeah. is able to wrestle with what Star Wars means to a lot of people because it means different yeah. things to different people and how do you how do you encapsulate all of that right and tell your feelings on that but also right. have it be a coherent story and not be 100% subtext like you need yeah actual literal things to happen that right. make sense right and that are true to the characters and how they were set up in the first film yeah um and he really got to the heart of it though this is a story about the force yeah. And these characters populate different moments in the history of the Force. Right. And I think he was trying to bring the audience to that intellectually, which is very, like you said, it's really difficult to do, and it's not a visual idea. So he took all these visuals, yeah. and he told us the visual parts of the story of the people around the Force, but actually he's telling us the story of the Force. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Any any like final final thoughts or things you want to mention that we didn't get to or little little tidbits you thought were cool or or, or maybe things that didn't work or anything? I think that... I, I kind of worked them in. I worked them all in. I interrupted you and <laughs> said what I had to say. So we're good. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Uh, that and I'd like to mention that I do know what metachlorians are, even though I said meridians. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, midichlorians. Yes, midichlorians. I, I love how those were mentioned in one film and then never and never ever again. again. I know. <laughs> I think they all kind of do, do decided like count. this. This yeah. is this is kind of dumb. Let's just pretend this didn't Let's happen. Just, yeah. The for, the force is always better when it's mystical and not a scientific. Yeah, thing. I agree. I agree with that. That's yeah. a good point. Um. Yeah, I yeah watching this film again, like, I I. I, I I knew I liked it before. Yeah. I, like when the when I first watched, it, I was like, mm, I'm I'm indifferent about this, or I'm right. on the fence. And I watched it some more. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I actually see what's going yeah. on. And yeah. now I watch it, and I'm like, yeah, a lot of the stuff is actually really brilliant. Yeah. Except for a very few things mm-hmm. that were just Minor. were just okay. Like compare. Yeah. The, considering how great the rest of the film is, the some right. things that were just okay. Yeah. Uh, seem. I think way worse than they are, but yeah, yeah. The Canto bite and then the rose, rose and Finn kiss. I don't think was earned, and then mm, those those fair. two were the That's main fair. things I think. Yeah, detracting, but the character work is great. The acting, the right, just uh, the colors. Yeah, all the everything. ties back to previous films, especially <clears throat> The Empire Strikes Back, which and this one is mirroring The Empire Strikes Back in yeah. terms of its role in the series as well. So like. I just thought it was a fantastic, fantastically done yeah. all around. I think, yeah, I, I said before, a lot of people don't like this because they didn't like what they did with Luke. They wanted him to yeah. be they. He he responds directly to their concerns in the film. He says, yeah, he "What does. do you expect me to do? Right. Walk out with a laser sword?" Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's what they were expecting, and yeah. then that's what actually happens, but not in a way that you were expecting. Right. So, which is the brilliance yeah, of it? I it's think not that, predictable. Yeah. Yeah. You the. The detractors, I think, of this film are have failed to learn yeah. the lesson that the film was trying to. They they couldn't right. get over that hump. Yeah, of, you know, Luke is right is not going to be. This isn't going to go the way you think. Right to use to use another line from the film again. <laughs> right, there was, this film responds to its own yeah. criticisms, like in the film. Right, right. Um, well, and you you have to also consider that a, a certain percentage of of the haters out there are hating because it makes them feel like they know something that maybe right. they don't know. I mean, they, it gives them a, a thrill, whatever. And they feel ownership over yeah. Star Wars. Yes, um, and it's just you know it's an organic being the Star Wars stories as they unfold. Right. I'm personally thrilled that they're taking it away from the world of children's films, because that was one of my disappointments when I was younger watching some of those as it unfolded. But now it's coming back into the world of more mature films mm-hmm. and I really am enjoying that. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I've talked. Yeah. Talked I think a we've, lot. we've talked a we've, lot. This I think I've really exhausted uh, all the things I had to say yeah, about yeah. this film, both good and bad. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think we'll, we're going to end it there and okay. may the force be with us. May the force be with us.